Welcome to the Dads Rank Things Podcast, a definitive ranking of the most indefinite things, from the commonsensical to the outright outrageous. Just two dads speaking their minds, or what's left of them. Welcome to episode 10 of Dads Rank Things. I'm Jones. I'm Tyler. And it's almost summertime. That means it's time to head to the beach. So we have an all-beach episode for once. I would say more like spring break time. You yeah. know, people wish they were at the beach, but they know they can't be at the beach unless you planned a vacation at this time, like me. So now it's frame of mind. So we're just gonna <laughs> we're gonna put you there. Uh, so we got three rankings all about the beach. The first one's gonna be the least favorite things to see at the beach, things that hurt your eyeballs. Uh, my number three is a foreshadowing into later ranking: Ooh. a man thong and or nudist. Mm. The human body is like a good children's book. Some things are left best to the imagination. We don't need to see all your inner secrets, so men, please don't wear any of those naked things. I'm going to go logical for my number three thing uh, that I don't want to see at the beach, and that's a shark fin. Okay, yeah. Yeah, no one wants to see that. Uh, So get this, Jones. As of December 21st, that was 2018, there have been a total of 101 shark attack bites. 75 of those uh, were injured. 20. This is this is. I'm amazing. sorry. Go back to that. Yeah. You, you said you said 71 of those were injuries. Can, yeah. So I guess so uh, there's, a nibble there's been you? some nibbles. Yeah. <laughs> like ooh, hey, it's, it's a little tickle. <laughs> I did not know yeah, sharks is, did that. This is what's kind of funny about the statistic: 75 with injury, 24 which were considered provoked. Mm, yeah, go. You pick a fight with a shark, you're gonna lose that one, buddy. Those were worldwide. The United States numbers were only 33 shark attacks, 13 occurring in Florida, where I just came from. Okay. Three in Hawaii. But none in Missouri or Illinois, right? Not that I no, know of. No. That's so, where I frequent my time on the beach. And, and some interesting statistics for you, because you know they're like, oh, oh my gosh, be afraid of the sharks. You know, come on. Not all that frequent. Unless you provoke them. 20, and unless you want a little tickle. You want to be in those 124 that's hoping for a tickle and you get something different. <laughs> uh, my number two is along the same lines of nature, but mine is birds. It's like the modern day Jurassic Park when you mix open water, open beach, and open food. Yeah. Yes, they're about. I'm 20 times bigger than a normal bird, but for some reason they they still scare the shit out of me for some reason. And I think it's like Alfred Hitchcock. I'm I'm fearing mm-hmm. that they're going to pick out my eyes. Yeah. I don't have any food around me. Yeah, and seagulls are a, they're like the pigeons of the, of the sea. Beach. Right. Yeah. Right. They're uh, they're very confident. Yeah, they'll just walk straight up to you, and it it is a little awkward because once again, something that doesn't happen in the Midwest where where we live. I did have kind of like a protector, you know, my four-year-old, anytime she saw a bird, she just sprinted right at, at it, yeah, you that's know, the best so defense. that was a good defense they kept away, so yeah, I, I no, I definitely see the bird aspect of it, especially with the food. Yeah. Do you ever try to feed birds? Never. I don't think you're supposed to. Yeah. Because they gather. Right. And you lose control and you yeah, lose your eyes. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> that's how you become blind. <laughs> I mean, sounds like a lesson to me. Number two for me, I'm going to stick, I'm a logical guy, right? So I'm going down the logical route, and this is also foreshadowing for further into the episode here. My number two least favorite thing to see at the beach, an empty drink. <laughs> You're speaking about yours, right? Yeah. Because... Or just littering in general. You don't, you <laughs> not, don't like not, people littering. No, I, I am not a proponent of littering. Please uh, find your nearest receptacle on the beach. <laughs> but for me personally... If you don't bring enough drinks with you to the beach, right? You're not just you have to have a cooler, right? You know, and sometimes I would uh, 
our condo wasn't too far, so I'd be out on the beach, have a couple drinks, and then I was enjoying my time, and then the two drinks were gone, and then I was like, oh, oh crap. <laughs> it's beautiful out here, but still. <laughs> now I'm thirsty, <laughs> and I have to walk. I'll, I'll agree with that. Anytime you head to a beach, it's a relaxation time, and, and so, sometimes you don't want a to panic, exercise? Yeah, sometimes a panic ensues if you run out of drinks. It's like, what do I do oh, now? My heart. What do I do? <laughs> Uh, my number one is also panic-inducing is human fecal matter. You do not want to see that on the beach. It's not sunburn or sharks that you have to worry about. It's really the other S word. Shit. I have a story about this. Yeah. The two times that I've been to the beach around here in Quincy called Hogback on the Mississippi River. Mm-hmm. So while this is a beach, it's, it's a very dirty beach because it's on a river. Yeah. But both times I've went, I have encountered turds within two feet of myself. <laughs> Whole turds, in not sa- just nuggets. Whole turds. No, in the water. Oh, floaters? <laughs> floaters in the water. <laughs> so thus, I will not be going back to Hogback anytime soon, and I'm always looking around if I'm anywhere near a beach for poop. Well, for most of the people on those boats, when you got to go number two, <laughs> right? you, you just go, go off the back of the boat. Like This is what they do. Uh, number one for me, I, don't, it, it's, I just don't like makeout sessions. I'm not a fan of it in general, and I definitely don't want to see it on the beach. But where it was most prevalent for me in my life was my honeymoon. I know I'm on my honeymoon, and we were at like a couples-only resort, mm-hmm. so I know pretty much everyone there is on their honeymoon. But man, like you have a room, like the the term "get a room," like you have it. <laughs> it's true. You have a room, like use the room, and then get it out of your system, and then come, you know. Uh, play volleyball with the other new grooms in the pool. You know, like, don't sit there and make out next to the pool the whole time. I, I don't get it. So you're not a believer in the beauty of nature is romantic. So, you know, kind of sure. spur of the moment. Sure. I, I, I uh, organized with uh, the staff there and everything uh, a dinner on the beach. And I and it was very romantic, and we were one with nature. But the lips didn't touch. No, I wasn't, like, making out with her. I was, like, eating my shrimp. <laughs> For some reason, maybe it's the salt in the air, maybe it's the trade winds blowing towards your mouth, but our palates change when we are close to water. So for our second ranking, we're going to take on our favorite beach drinks. Now you may be thinking, don't you guys do a lot of drink rankings? And the answer is yes, shut the hell up. (laughs) Number three for me. Uh, and this is, uh, I, I, I'm a beer guy. So ultimately when I, when I had to sit down and think about this, I had to have beer in there. And for me, outdoorsy water, I'm kind of, I'm a shandy guy. I like all the shandies. Uh, I'm big on the grapefruit shandy. A lot of different companies now are making their own grapefruit beers mm-hmm. and grapefruit shandies. Uh, lemon, or if you go line of Kugels, they have a summer shandy, which is yeah. basically lemon. Uh, those two, they're just easy to drink. Uh, you sometimes kind of forget you're drinking beer and it's nice and light by the, by the water. Mm-hmm. I enjoy lemon, sh- summer shandy from Lenin Googles is my favorite beer. It's a good um, beer. Cause it is light. You can it's drink a, a bunch of them yep. and not feel too bad in the morning. Yep. So I agree with that. Uh, I'm a fruity type of drink guy. So my number three is a tequila sunrise. Oh yeah. It sounds more like a sexual bucket list item. And even though I'm not a fan of tequila drinks, this is pretty damn tasty. It's got orange juice, tequila, and the kicker, which is grenadine. So it's easy on a hangover, too. Key to most beach vacations where you might be drinking True. several days in a row. You want something that's pretty easy on a hangover. I, I'm going to confession. 
I don't think I don't think I've ever had one. Really? Yeah. You need to try so, one sometime. It, yeah, and I'll put you in charge of that because <laughs> you guys bring the kids over sometimes for swimming, and you typically bring drinks. Yeah. Number two, um, everyone's pretty simple here, but I, I'm I like a strawberry daiquiri. I like that. That's uh, that's a good beach one for me. Do you do uh, frozen or do you do on the rocks? Uh, I prefer it frozen. Okay. I prefer a little whipped cream on there. Uh, you know, a little cherry. Uh, about as fruity as I can look holding that thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you go to the right bar, they'll put in a styrofoam cup for you so you don't feel as fruity. Do you feel emasculated when you have to go to the bar and order anything called a daiquiri? I do because, yeah, just the word alone, yeah, makes me sound soft. <laughs> As much as I probably would never order one in the Midwest where I live mm-hmm. or anywhere where there are men of my age normally, uh, yeah, I like it on the beach. That was on my honorable mention list. Uh, yes, I, like, yes. I like a good daiquiri. Uh, my number two is a hurricane. So yeah. it's kind of ironic that one of the best flavors on the beach has the same name as something that would <laughs> inevitably destroy it. Uh, it contains light rum, dark rum, passion fruit juice, and orange juice. This particular drink called the Hurricane debuted at the World's Fair in New York City in 1939. That's great. That's a, I think that's a great that's a great call. Um, for for some reason too, Jones, that drink has become pretty synonymous with Mardi Gras. True. Yeah, New Orleans has a few bars that are really really famous for making those. Okay. Sometime I'm going to go to New Orleans and have one because Hurricane is one of my favorite rum drinks of all time. Well, I'm pretty sure the number two or number three biggest. Um, Mardi Gras event is in St. Louis, Missouri, which Mm -hmm. isn't far from where we live. Mm -hmm. And the hurricane sales run rampant during that Mardi Gras. And I, that's where I definitely was like enjoying my first hurricanes that I really remember. We don't Mm -hmm. really sell them around here. Right. Uh, but I, yeah, I was getting those on the, on the streets. Woo! They catch up. (laughs) They catch up with you. Made for a hazy night. Number one for me, uh, cliche as it might be is a pina colada. Uh, same thing as the daiquiri. I do prefer mine frozen. You know, songs abound for it. Uh, there's a reason. It's got, I don't. Some people don't like coconut flavor. Mm-hmm. Do you? Well, my number one is actually anything in a coconut. Oh wow! Well, there you so go. So pina colada will go along with that. Dump it in, baby. I, I'm not sure why, but any, everything tastes better on the beach when drinking it from one of nature's skulls. I mean, you could be drinking pee literally, but it, it might feel pretty tropical doing it. And, and and ironically, some of those coconut drinks are served warm. Ew. <laughs> so never thought about that one. Yeah, I know. I, I I had that honeymoon experience for me. The same thing. That was my first one where I got to drink things out of coconuts. And mm-hmm. boy, what an experience that was. Why does a man wear a bikini? Mm. That's a question we're not going to tackle right now. But what we will <laughs> tackle is, what do you call a man dressed in a bikini? Especially the bottoms. Not necessarily the top, but the bottoms. Uh, <laughs> for your own information, the bikini, there's evidence of that actually dating back to 5600 BC. Wow. Roman-era athletes competed in them, but the traditional bikini as we know it got its name from the Bikini Atoll, where atomic bomb testing was taking place in 1946, where the French designer who came out with the bikini thought about the idea. Well, way to come through with uh, with great fashion and culture in such a horrific time of the development of the atomic bomb. Yes, the, a very um, light-hearted take on the atomic bomb. So we we did set some ground rules. Um, we obviously there are like a couple ones that we wanted to stay away from. Number one, 
it is pretty funny. It's a great line, but we're not going to have Banana Hammock mm-hmm. in either one of our top threes. And we're also going to stay away from Mankini, which we both like. It's, right. it's a good combination of words, but we try to be a little bit more original for our three uh, colloquialisms here for uh, a man bikini. My number three is a mini coop. <laughs> because chickens live in a coop, and a rooster is another name for a cock. And that's what you have in your bikini <laughs> bottom. See what I did there? A mini coop. Look at that guy in his mini coop. <laughs> I didn't see him pull up. <laughs> Ooh. Sorry. Uh, my number three is grape huggers. There you go. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty much self explanatory. They're nice and uh, hugged in there, your little grapes. Uh, I've never tried to wear a bikini bottom, but I think if I, I would try to wear one, you'd try to find one that was a little bit loose on the bottom elastic. Yeah. Right? I don't know. I, I just think if I was going to wear one, it's going to just be tight all over. Okay, so they would be grape puggers. And Bring you, on you'd see, the grape puggers. You'd see it all. <laughs> That's right. Uh, my number two is Dragon's Lair. It makes it sound dangerous, which it is, and you don't ever want to go there, which you don't. <laughs> Dragon's Lair. Uh, number two for me is the Pickle Pocket. <laughs> that sounds like an infomercial right there. The Pickle Pocket. I figure the room inside of a man bikini is about the same size as your pocket. <laughs> and if you can imagine trying to stuff a pickle in the, in your pocket. I mean, that's about the uh, dimensions that we're working with here for the old pickle pocket. Now, you play pocket pool and everything, so that makes sense to have a pickle You're pocket. You're there. That's right. Man, I rarely use the term pickle for slang for penis, but that's that's a good one. I don't remember how it came to me, or the two things combined, but for some reason it Alliteration. just worked, it just worked it out. It works. Uh, my number one is throng. A combination of thong and wrong. Also, it's an already defined word as a large, densely packed crowd of animals, which it pretty much suits the bikini bottom for a man. You looked up the definition of throng? Throng, yes. What is it again? Uh, large, densely packed crowd of animals. <laughs> There's only one beast in that one. But I like the throng. Yes. It is wrong. I like this good. And you get the throng There's song. Some really good thinking on that one. The throng song, yeah, that could be a whole nother. Maybe Cisco could make a comeback. <laughs> do, do, do. Uh, woof. Well, it's hard for me to follow up. Number one for me, uh, is, for her, this is once again our nicknames for a man bikini, uh, is the cheap hotel. That's right, no ballroom. Uh, I think any of these would sell the bikini bottom quite well. Uh, if Maybe I had we could to brand them, I put it on the butt. Yeah, you could have you different. Know? You have different yeah, sayings for each hotel, one of them. Pickle yeah. pocket, throng. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> uh, 